It's Monday. It's December 18th. And the word of the day is cacology, which means a poor choice of words or bad pronunciation. Used in a sentence, if you claim, I'm not anti-Semitic, one of my lawyers is a Jew, that's a great example of cacology. And if you say it like Roy Moore's wife, it hits the second part of the definition, too. Yeah, it does. If Jew has two syllables, we run. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> well... Walk briskly. Waddle, honestly, but the spirit, the spirit is there. <laughs> I have no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the Senate unveils the tax plan equivalent of welching on a hooker. Roy Moore will start his very own Senate across the street from theirs, and his will be way better. And the Republican Party is trying to steal our orgasms. <laughs> but first... The Roundup. On the Newswire tonight. (laughs) That's it. California (laughs) is still on fire. Global warming denialists have responded to the unprecedented December fires by pointing out that, of course, things are warmer when they're on fire. But, but... James Inhofe still has access to snowballs, so there's that. Explain that. (laughs) In entertainment, Saudi Arabia lifts its ban on movie theaters. Will the Emoji Movie be the last straw that causes international genocide? Experts say, I hope so. They're already (laughs) doing a genocide there. (laughs) In sports, after finding out that Ivan Drago's training montage in Rocky IV was actually a documentary, (laughs) the International Olympic (laughs) Committee banned Russia from the Winter Olympics. In response, the entire Russian team turned into green rage monsters and started smashing stuff. <laughs> but they were awesome with, with Thor, though. Uh, scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology have traced the source of the deadly SARS outbreak in the early 2000s to a colony of cave-dwelling bats in China's Yunnan province, which means that, technically speaking, they have not yet ruled out vampires. Hmm. Kung Fu vampires. Ooh. In genocidal news, a new report alleges the French military were complicit in the Rwandan genocide of 1994, supplying arms and obstructing attempts to bring them to justice. When asked, the French replied, yes, but the French are complicit in literally anything, so I don't know why we're even talking about this. Like, meh came in second place in our election. We're all just walking corpses. (laughs) In hating Islam wrong, the Supreme Court ruled earlier this month that Donald Trump's latest Muslim ban will be allowed to take effect pending a few remaining legal challenges. When asked if this right here could count as a legal challenge, the court said no, and we're busy spending the next year deciding if gay people can buy stuff. (laughs) The Congress of the Philippines voted to approve President Duterte's request for an extension of martial law until December 31st of 2018, citing the large number of people that Duterte still wants to kill. Easily. (laughs) In malpractice makes perfect news. British surgeon Simon Bramhall admits to branding his initials on the livers of two patients during surgery and resigns pending criminal charges, stating, Come on, you see that surgery? That's a Bramhall, baby! A motherfucking Bramhall! (laughs) (laughs) In Mrs. Smith Goes to Washington News, Minnesota Lieutenant Governor Tina Smith will be taking over the Senate seat vacated by Al Franken following a string of sexual harassment allegations against him. And I'd love to see more women in the Senate because of 
you know, being better people than us, but <laughs> I guess probably not rapey is close enough. Whatever works. Operated by Roger Stone. What? Nothing. Do yours now. Your turn. It's your turn. Now. The Dublin City Council voted last week to revoke a ceremonial honor previously offered to Myanmar's Aung San Suu Kyi because of her government's ongoing genocide against Rohingya Muslims. So just it's good to see her finally getting her just desserts, right? <laughs> <laughs> in Fox and the Ground News, Disney is purchasing a tremendous portion of 21st Century Fox in a deal valued at $52.4 billion, giving those of us who have been writing Phineas and Ferb slash Avengers fan fiction hope after years of despair. <laughs> in space travel, during a signing ceremony about his directives for the future of NASA, Donald Trump announced that he intends to fund another moon mission, followed eventually by a Mars mission. At which point, science-minded people everywhere started yelling, how did we elect this ignorant fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What are- wonder if they'll be able to say science-based in that one. A child in Okinawa, <laughs> Japan, suffered minor injuries when the 17-pound window of an American helicopter fell on the school's playground last Wednesday. In one of the least expected sentences of 2017, this marked the second time in less than a week that an American military aircraft part fell on a Japanese school. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> right? We're buying shit from Lego. Stop buying shit from Lego. They don't like when we drop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, the Marines have apologized for the incident and promised to work hard to drop more opaque shit on their kids in the future. <laughs> and in ASL news, AOL discontinues the use of its instant messaging app AIM after 20 years in a door closing sound heard around the world. No word yet on what dudes taking turns pretending to be women to have cyber sex with each other will do now. Hopefully. No, not hopefully, Eli. (laughs) And in long overdue whistles getting blown. Following the recent wave of victims speaking out against perpetrators of sexual misconduct, Time magazine named these silence breakers as collectively the person of the year. And despite what Donald Trump claims, the magazine was not considering him for the honor. No. Although he did get to third base with some of the people of the year. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> that's, that's something. <laughs> and, of course, we'll have more on those stories and more coming right up in the headlines. Welcome back to another round of our Abuse Your Words competition. In case you missed it, last time around, we had Energy Secretary Rick Perry take a commanding victory over uh, two decades of himself talking when he suggested that fossil fuels can prevent sexual assault. So congrats again to him. Nice work. And for today's showdown, we have the voters of Alabama against Kayla Moore, the wife of former Alabama Chief Justice and now unemployed person Roy Moore. Well, I feel like it's going to be real hard for her to go lower than she did when she said, I do, but I'm open-minded. We'll see it. We'll, you we'll got to have faith to faith to faith. You do. You do have to. You don't have to have faith. All right. Quick background. As most of you already know, Roy Moore almost became a U.S. senator earlier this month, despite being accused by multiple sources of molesting underage girls. But fortunately for America and for the hope of humanity as a race Moore was just barely defeated by democrat doug jones just a little bit by a little bit. who is not a child molester as far <laughs> as we know the final result had jones receiving 49.9 percent of the vote 
and more receiving 48.4%. So despite landing on the the non-rapey choice, correct choice in the end, our first contender today is the voters of Alabama, because that was way too goddamn close. More than half of them refused to vote for the non-molester Democrat. And sometimes actions speak louder than abused words. So Alabama, the, you're you're the first contender. Okay, well Heath, let me ask you this: Have you ever considered coming down from your ivory tower and fucking a teenager? Second question, question retracted. Never mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> I take it Good. back. <laughs> and in the red corner, we have Kayla Moore. So, leading up to the special election, lots of negative things were said about her husband, like. He's homophobic. Mm-hmm. He's a crazy religious fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. He tried to rape me when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the one. one that Mrs. Moore really felt like she needed to respond to was that he's anti-Semitic. And I mean, obviously, that's a bad thing, but it just seems like you'd respond to some of that other stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. By the way, quick note. If you're ever clarifying that you aren't anti-Semitic, you are. 100% of the time, you are. Fun fact, it's just one of those automatics. Whatever group you're trying to convince people you don't hate, you hate. You hate that group. (laughs) Generally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so in response to the claim that her husband is anti-Semitic, she said the following, quote, Fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews, which th- that phrase just rolled right off her tongue way too <laughs> Yeah, it did. It really did. <laughs> and I tell you all this because I've seen it, and I just want to set the record straight. One of our attorneys is a Jew. <laughs> well, no, but you have to say it like her. One of our attorneys is a Jew. And by the way... That was almost certainly a lie, too. It's a lie. Right? Like, uh, a, yeah, in the days afterwards, a couple of reporters have gone looking for Roy's Jew, and they're coming up empty handed. <laughs> Nothing filed by his campaign or in his public history names a Jewish attorney, and no Jewish attorney. There's like 200 Jews in all of Alabama. None of them have come step forward and say, no, I'm his, I'm his attorney. I mean, would so, you, though? As we, well, yeah, well, right, right. But, but shit, he's almost certainly making yeah. this up as well. <laughs> <Almost> certainly. <laughs> I don't know. Even if that were real, pretty sure once we found out, we would have grabbed that guy and Soros him. Like, we take care of our own. <laughs> a, a, a trade term there. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, by the way, she also literally added that some of their best friends she are did. Jewish and that they know a black. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, what's your call, gentlemen? Alabama voters almost elect a child molesting bigot or... We're not anti-Semitic. One of our lawyers is a Jew. Ooh, gosh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with the Alabama voters because, like, if he doesn't have any power, Hitler's just a failed artist, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like Eli's judgmental suggestion that the success or failure of an artist is determined by his commercial accomplishments. So, in solidarity with Hitler, <laughs> I'm going with Kayla Moore. Okay. You say in solidarity right. with Hitler a lot. I just want to give you that note. <laughs> On and off air, it comes up a lot. Okay. Well, I don't like that I'm also in solidarity with Hitler, but I'm also <laughs> apparently. In solidarity with Hitler, and I'm I'm also voting for Kayla Moore. Two votes. So uh, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to Kayla Moore and uh, Hitler. Who should probably think about and Hitler. Um, but yeah, Kayla Moore probably think about getting a job to again support your unemployed husband. Maybe uh, maybe her Jew lawyer can help with that job. <laughs> her imaginary. Best of luck. Her, well, all right. 
I will squeeze you like a goat. Now, get off me, beef woman. Squeeze Jesus you. Christ, what's going on in here? Tyler, T-Dog, thanks for coming down. You remember Senator Moore. You got a picture of your daughter? Bad, Roy, bad. And, of course, you remember Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Mr. President, say the word and I shall compact this man. I will sir, compact him. Sir, you brought me all the way down to Alabama. Is, is there anything... I see it! I want to count him myself! You will count my blows as I rain them down upon your supple flesh. Now! Now! You gotta do something, Tyler. It's been like this all day. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Moore? Stop squirming. Mr. Moore? Judge Moore! No, no, literally not. Uh, don't you want to concede gracefully, Mr. Moore, like that nice tweet that I wrote for the president? It was a great tweet. We wrote it together. Right, right, yes. No, that me and Mr. President wrote together? No! I want to stay in this head office, and I want to be the mayor. Governor, you prole. Senator. Right. Senator. I don't care. I'm not going anywhere. Come on, Roy. You're making us look I bad. will remove I your you moisture with on a straw. Everyone, no, you don't. shut up. All with of you, shut Stop up. Resisting. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You lost, okay? You lost. And you know why you lost? Because you're a loser. This is, that's all this year's been a celebration of fucking losers. Orange Dynamite over here ran on pretending that losers aren't losers. Hell, he won on losers pretending not to be losers, but we are. You are because you're an evangelical pedophile fuck who typifies the greatest remnants of historical loserdom in this country. He's a loser because the ruling class of golden home billionaires has become as appetizing as picking your nose and eating it. And she is a wall that somehow gained the ability to lie and hate itself for being a woman. You're losers. Once again, we lost. Get used to it. Wow. Tyler. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate for the workplace. Yeah, really, really unprofessional. Little decorum, oh, Tyler, Jesus. honestly. Are you serious? I, I, I'm sorry. I will wait in the car. Yeah, you go do that, Tyler. You do that. Now, where were we? I ain't going nowhere. I will bend your forearms into a circle. <laughs> Joining me for headlines tonight. Our fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Noah, Eli, Trump, Gorsuch, Paul Ryan, fuck, marry, okay, obvious joke about killing, go. <laughs> can, I, see, wait, can I just beep really loud for the next 12 seconds myself? Sure. Uh, like this? Don't actually, why would you need to actually say it? Cause, because, because it's too easy to edit if he doesn't. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how editing works. I just assume you push the beep button. Is it the beep button? It's like the beep button. Yeah. In our lead story tonight, <laughs> Republicans unveiled what they're pretty sure is the final version of their tax plan on Friday. And assuming Mitch McConnell wasn't visited by any Christmas ghosts over the weekend, they're prepared to vote on it in the Senate as early as Thursday. It's just like Scrooge. <laughs> It really does. I mean, reports have it that he was, in fact, visited by the Marley Brothers, but they just got grossed out and left. He was like, that's nah, James. <laughs> so uh, Senators Rubio and Lee, who threatened to derail the plan unless the Senate Republicans would at least touch a poor person once, ultimately relented, <laughs> as did Bob Corker, whose selective spine chose not to attend Friday's announcements. <laughs> I'm sorry, gentlemen. I just can't in good conscience approve. Uh, of uh, we'll add something in the margin that says... And Bob Corker gets $100,000. I'm in. Yeah, except it didn't take anywhere near a hundred grand. So (laughs) what's in the final version? 
No one's no quite sure, right? Because they've been <laughs> fucking with this thing nonstop since they introduced it, and it's 505 pages long, so it's physically impossible for any single person to know what's actually going to happen to the tax code once this thing passes. And keep in mind that the people who are tax lawyers are going to be picking through this are smarter than the fucking people who wrote it. So when you read stuff that says, like, the tax bill will do X, keep in mind, they're leaving off the error bars, but, but here are a couple of, let's just say, high-confidence predictions. Ooh, ooh, uh, the attempt to um, hold Trump the same standard we held Al Franken to will fail. Well, uh, yes, uh, the it, attempt to hold Trump to the same standard as Benedict Arnold will fail. <laughs> uh, a white guy will do a mass shooting at a school because he's but, mentally but, ill. No, uh, the NRA but, will push for kids to carry rocket launchers to make things safer in guys, schools. Guys, I meant about the tax bill. Trump nominee will fail to spell America in a Senate hearing. Sorry, I had one more. I no, that's to... yeah, no, that was pretty good, too. <laughs> the, uh, so here's what they're predicting. The corporate tax rate will be reduced from 35% to 21%, which sounds like a big drop if you ignore the fact the effective tax rate paid by corporations now is about 24%. Of course... Since the plan does nothing to close loopholes and actually creates more through its hurried and half-assed construction, the effective tax rate for corporations probably goes as low as about 15% now. According to Republicans, <laughs> this is going to spur new investment in jobs and research, a position bolstered by exactly no economists. Or, in fact, any CEOs in a position to do all the job making. They're like, no, we're just going to keep it. They're like, It's surprising. It's shocking how many of them are just like, no, we're just going to hold on to it. We're going <laughs> to... It's going to be ours. We're not helping out the cheaters as much as you think, because they were already cheating. Yeah, <laughs> they were right. already cheating. Yeah, exactly. It's less than you think. Ah, uh, in fact, what what the economists actually feel like this tax bill is going to do is create more bubbles than Michael J. Fox trying to open a fucking sprite and further <laughs> exacerbate the Jesus. problem of income disparity <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah, look, I know that as soon as my taxes drop fifteen percent, the first thing I'm going to do is hire a single mother. Uh, no, interrupting <laughs> Moving right <laughs> along. I don't want to have to edit again. Of course, corporations are people, but people are still people, too. So you'll be getting a tax cut as well, unless well. you're in the bottom 44% of earners, in which case you've already got it good enough. You <laughs> yeah. really, yeah. if you think about it. But if you're unfortunate enough to make more than $18,000 a year, your tax break sunsets after eight years. Unless you're in the top half of the top 1% of earners making more than half a million dollars a year, in which case, let's face it, you really needed that money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this doesn't happen, lots of rich people end up quitting the rich. Well, right, so like in that Ayn Rand book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's exactly. realistic. And, and, hey, just in case, hey, top half of the top 1% earners, how you doing? <laughs> just, I just want one million of your dollars, just... One of them. Pretty, pretty. I will do some weird shit for a million dollars, okay? <laughs> like that, that thing, that movie okay. where he's like, let me sleep with your wife, and they have like a whole, uh, fuck it. I'll do, right away. Boom! I, you will, won't get the words out. All right. Can well, I? Just, yes. Just just so you guys know, he'll do some really weird shit for free, too. <laughs> you, you won't even ask, and no. he'll just be doing weird <laughs> shit for free. If I know you're rich, I just show up to your house dressed as a maid on the off chance that... It's <laughs> you know. so... Moving right along with our predictions. The house um, was sparkling, but the, still, it's weird. The final bill also eliminates the individual mandate, thus guaranteeing a precipitous rise in health insurance costs that'll 
more than offset any tax breaks that most Americans see. And while it doesn't quite eliminate the estate tax, it raises the amount of tax-free money you can pass under your heirs to $11 million, $22 million for married couples. Fuck you! That's the <laughs> best tax! <laughs> I but know! The estate tax should be all the money. God exactly. damn it. Yeah, right? It also eliminates the alternative minimum tax, which is the second best tax uh, for businesses, and raises the rate at which the AMT kicks in for individuals in a provision that can only exist... To make it easier to cheat on your fucking taxes. <laughs> okay. I know you guys are all into like not leaving your kids any money, but what am I supposed to do? Leave my kid $10 million so all the other kids can make fun of his shoddy boat? No. No, no, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's who this goddamn bill is for. Yes. We're giving a tax break to like every 80s movie villain. So yeah. fucking James Spader can inherit more money for doing yeah, nothing. Yeah, right, and can destroy more community centers. And of course, if you're wondering how they plan to pay for all these tax breaks, well, they don't. <laughs> nope. This is 100% financed on deficit spending. Even conservative estimates have this ballooning the deficit by at least a trillion, but probably a trillion and a half dollars over the next 10 years, guaranteeing that A, we won't be able to make any major investments in infrastructure or anything anytime soon, and also B, that when the economic crises that this bill causes hits, we won't have any money to stimulate the fucking economy. Mm. We need one of them solar-powered economies. That's what we need. We do, actually. <laughs> we could invest in that if we weren't giving all the goddamn money to trillionaires. Aren't conservatives against deficit spending? I, I not forget. anymore. They no. No? It's a new thing. Okay. They switched. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not too worried, though. With all the tax breaks for these rich people, we'll probably see a big uptick in charitable donations to the... U.S. government. Um, <laughs> hopefully that equals out with the tax cut. Yeah, right. I mean, or right. we could just well, have taxes. But tax I mean, it, it, it just seems more complicated anymore. that way. Now, it, it should come as uh, no surprise that the bill is wildly unpopular with the populace, with almost twice as many as Americans opposing it as supporting it, uh, a number that gets way worse for Republicans the more the respondents are told about the bill. It also cements the fact that the GOP is all about robbing from the poor to give to the rich. It also lays bare the fact that they were been lying all this fucking time about all their concern about deficit spending. But most importantly, it shows that they're willing to be entirely transparent about all of that. Right. They know <laughs> that we know and they're not even hiding. At this point, they're willing to admit that they're way more worried about their donors than their constituents because they've already won the gerrymandering. That's where we're at right now. It's true. And in what's judge got to do with it news tonight? You know, a lot of the time when I say things to people like Trump's election is damned a generation, people reply with, oh, it's only till 2020. Or if you aren't here to see Santa, you have to step out of line, sir. And <laughs> while the police clarified that I was wrong about that second thing, many people seem to be confused about the first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trump could get hanged for treason tomorrow. Two votes. <laughs> and, and Gorsuch still gets to, to love dark money and hate dark people for 50 years. Yeah. Nothing we can do about well, it. Well, and also, he's moved the Overton window of unthinkably corrupt so far that, like, if the next president buys Indonesian rape slaves on Facebook, we will applaud him for his transparency. Right. Well, unless it's a Democrat, <laughs> in which case we'll crucify him and replace him with the ghost of Joseph Stalin as the Republicans yeah, demand. Well, right. Well, that. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. High road. But along with the lasting political implications, one of the consequences of Trump's election that doesn't get pointed out enough is the appointing of federal judges. Now, luckily for us this week, two of Trump's most terrible choices for lifetime appointments were withdrawn after they were officially noted to be only slightly worse than the time Caligula made his horse a senator. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
It's funny because rotting horse carcass would probably get almost as many votes as Doug Jones when he runs again for Alabama senator. Yeah. As long as the carcass is, you know, pro-life. Uh, assuming, yeah, yeah. No, if he's smart, Doug isn't springing for the seven-year warranty on any of his office furniture. <laughs> Doug, a lot of cheap stuff in here. You haven't unpacked any of these cup. Get out of here, Kyle. Get Just order a lot of take Get an Allen wrench. Don't put the address into Grubhub. It's not. Don't bother. So... What made everyone so judgmental about these judges? Well, well, the fact that Trump couldn't actually make Roy Moore into a senator in Alabama, <laughs> mostly. But yeah, that, but that's not where you're going, so I'll allow you to continue with your story. Well, in the case of Brett Talley, 36, never trying a case and a blog that called for people to join the NRA after Sandy Hook caused the American Bar Association to give him the rare honor of unanimously not qualified as a rating. <laughs> The yeah. legal equivalent of buying and rewriting the code of iTunes to give this podcast zero stars. <laughs> it is. As for the second nominee, Jeff Mateer, while he had been in a courtroom multiple times and everything, it was as an attorney for the religious right legal group First Liberty Institute, or as they like to call themselves, the fucking bad guys, <laughs> which posed a bit of a problem. <laughs> he also had a history of public speeches calling trans children part of Satan's plan and claiming that gay marriage would lead to people marrying their pets. Yeah. And then you got gay dogs suing bakeries, <laughs> the whole thing. You can't yeah, then you wind up with the Roversiafel decision, and that's a shit pun. <laughs> no, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that outcome. So, uh... <laughs> They're gone, but they are by no means the only unqualified bigots being given lifetime appointments under this administration. So just remember in 20 years when your federal judge is a 60-something looking guy, maybe, you know, pop quiz him before asking for a retrial. He might be a message from a non-voter in disguise. <laughs> you never can tell. And in breaking up the broadband news tonight, Jillian, the, the, <laughs> just for us, the 11 year callback people, oh, 11 she's the worst, years. just so everybody knows she's the worst. Uh, so the Republican Party is officially the Yoko Ono of the Internet. Yep. As many of you have already heard, the GOP controlled Federal Communications Commission voted last week to effectively end the policy of net neutrality in the United States. Which basically means we took the wonderful, open, innovation-encouraging, world-changing piece of virtual infrastructure that we built with public money and handed it over to large corporations like Comcast and Verizon so they can go ahead and price gouge us as they see fit. Yeah. In economics terms, this is called the very visible hand that fisted the market. Okay, I... I hate to be the naysayer here, Heath, but I'm pretty sure the free market is going to crush it. And, and hey, if you don't believe me, check out the free market is awesome dot com. It runs super fast. I have no idea why, but like my new website is just like, <laughs> well, you zoom. know, but they're just responding to the call from the American people who have been crying out for years. Please bring back our gatekeepers. <laughs> right. We dislike choice in America. That's that's yeah. just like a historical thing. Yeah. So in case anyone's not familiar, here's what's at stake. Net neutrality is the principle that all internet traffic should be treated equally, which means that internet service providers aren't allowed to block certain websites if they don't like them, or slow down services that don't pay them extra for a fast lane. Right, like the and, Daily um, Stormer or AdultsFuckKids.com, you know, either of those websites would be... Okay, well, um, second one's always illegal either way, yeah. just for the record. 
Unless it's a Roy Moore campaign site. (laughs) Anyway, last week's move by the FCC puts an end to net neutrality. And they did it by officially claiming that telecommunications companies are not telecommunications companies. (laughs) Because this is the internet, and that's how it works now. Wait, wait, wait. Are the telecommunication companies people now? Because I'm pretty sure if they (laughs) are, they are racist people. By default, like they are racist people. They have a Jewish lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, here's the result of all this. If Comcast, for example, doesn't like your politics, they can block your news site from all their customers. Or your podcast, for example. Yeah. And even if they do like you, if you can't afford to pay them as much as, like, the Fox Corporation, then your site is going to load a a pixel at a time like 90s dial-up porn. And speaking of which, they could just ban porn if they felt like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Again, I don't want to be the naysayer, but counterpoint, this frees up the market for my porn only ISP, right? <laughs> like no more accidentally getting videos of kids playing at a playground or women's health information about bladder infections. You just get the porn you want every time. Is that, is that a problem? Yeah, no. Good point. We'll finally be able to get porn on the internet. That's been a big problem for a lot <laughs> okay. of people. Do I lash out at your ideas? You remember Hamburger Fest? I sewed for hours. Never said a <laughs> negative <laughs> word. <laughs> And look, Great you know, idea. to be totally fair, there's a good argument to be made for changing the regulations around net neutrality. Right. I mean, there, there's a good argument to be made. I don't know if I agree with it, but there's a good argument to be made that the current system is overbroad and it stifles innovation. But you can't make a good argument for gutting all the regulations without a replacement and trusting the guys who lobby to get this done for the last fucking decade to not take advantage of it. Right. While we're sitting there with near monopolies all over the place. Yeah, Exactly. Okay, so uh, this all sounds pretty bad, but before we get too judgmental, let's put this in perspective and think about the GOP's track record as a whole, you know. And uh, if we're being fair, they've been ruining stuff for decades much less badly than this. <laughs> um, for example, in the 80s, they elected a B actor with Alzheimer's to be president. They let the religious right become a major force in national politics and they decided to just start doing economics backwards. <laughs> and uh, we let it go. Yeah. We let it go. Yeah. We even let him name an airport after the hands down most corrupt president in the pre-Trump era. It's like football stats, like before <laughs> and after the expansion to 16 <laughs> games. Right. It's hard to steroid everything. Trump split time in half. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it really seems like the counter argument to all this SEC stuff seems to be let's trust the Republicans and big companies not to be evil. That's it. Yeah, right? Maybe they'll do that for the first time. And uh, then more recently, the Republicans led us into a war using false information that's already cost us about two trillion dollars. They deregulated the financial sector until our economy collapsed. And they elected a rapey sociopathic bigot to be president with the help of Russian spies, all while fighting against the rights of every oppressed minority you can think of. Uh, also against the oppressed majority known as everyone who's not rich. Yeah. And again, we let it go. They still exist. But now, now they're trying to take away our porn. This will be the downfall of the Republican Party. They will ruin the day they crossed us. Right. Meanwhile, black people everywhere are trying to figure out how to convince white people that shooting them will slow down the internet. Just, no, man, I'm, I'm covered in routers. I'm covered in routers. Jesus. All right. 
On that note, we're going to take a quick break and check in with the Puzzle in a Thunderstorm HR department. Hey, Eli, have you seen my whisk? Oh, uh, Lucinda, how good to see you today. Sorry, one second. Go ahead. Uh, I just said, how good to see you today. That is all I said, and I am on this side of the room now. Eli, what are you doing? Nothing. Lucinda is not indicating a behavior. I am still on my side of the room. My hands are in my pockets. Where? No, Eli. I mean with the tape recorder. What's going on? I am sorry, Lucinda, but in today's political climate, I just don't know how something's going to be taken anymore. So I am being careful about what I say and who I say it to, and I just want to be clear. Oh, okay. I get it. You're doing the what even is thing. What what even is thing? Yeah, yeah. It's something people do whenever there's a major societal change. It happens all the time. Can't say the N-word anywhere at work. Uh, what is okay to say? Can't slap your secretary on the ass? What even is okay to do? Okay, but this one feels different. Like, like I don't want to get fired for flirting. With me? A married woman? Who you work with? Well, no, that's probably a bad example. But I, don't, I don't know. How maybe... not to flirt with someone? How to maybe read human cues? You ever just accidentally compliment Heath's dick out of uh, friendliness? No. Eli? No, I've never accidentally complimented. Listen, I get it. The world is changing. But you don't have to pretend not to understand how. You know when you're allowed to flirt at work. You know when you're making a woman uncomfortable. You do. And pretending you suddenly don't know the rules because the stuff that used to ruin victims' careers is starting to ruin careers of victimizers isn't just playing dumb. It's actively weakening a really powerful force for positive change. You know the rules. You know how things are changing. Don't play dumb because you're going to hurt a lot of people. Oh, okay. Now, have you seen my whisk? Yeah, yeah, I put it up my butt. Damn it, Eli. What, what even can I put up my butt? Not my whisk. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Next up in headlines from the Tyrant Abhors His Rex file tonight. Secretary, <laughs> sorry, that is, that is the peak of my comedy career right there. Tyrant Abhors His Rex. Anyway, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson shocked people who still thought Secretary of State was a good source for news on foreign policy when he announced last Wednesday that the U.S. was ready to sit down for bilateral talks with North Korea without preconditions. In a tone normally reserved for asking if you'll at least just touch it through his pants, Tillerson said, quote, We are ready to have the first meeting without precondition. Let's just meet. We can talk about the weather if you want, end quote. Okay, but no using terms like global warming or climate change or evidence-based <laughs> while we talk about it. That's the only condition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's our lead negotiator, Harvey Weinstein. Don't ruin this relationship with him. Come on. Come in the room. You're embarrassing him. People know him here. Oh. Kim. This came as a brief and distressing surprise to those of us who heavily invested in a future where astronaut ice cream and freeze-dried legumes are the primary currency. Yeah, like uh, in the UK, for example. <laughs> but our fears were quickly allayed when the White House responded to Tillerson's remarks by saying, quote, the fuck we are, end quote. White House officials insist that there will be no talks with North Korea until Kim Jong-un ceases his belligerent posture, stops doing all the nuclear shit, and brings them another shrubbery so they can get the two-level effect with a little path running down the middle. <laughs> see. You know what? The White House and Tillerson, they should exchange numbers. Like, get on the same page a little more. <laughs> you know, get in a well, Facebook thread. 
Well, when asked if Tillerson and White House uh, were sending conflicting messages, State Department spokesperson Heather Neuert pretended, quote, the secretary was not creating new policy, end quote, and insisted Tillerson was, quote, on the same page as the White House, end quote. <laughs> and when one is on the same page as Donald Trump, I don't know exactly what that means, but I assume that it means at the very least that, A, the page you're on is dog-eared, and B, <laughs> so are all the ones leading up to it. <laughs> and finally tonight, in May the Porg Be With You news, Star Wars The Last Jedi hit theaters this week with the <laughs> second largest opening night in history, taking 45 million dollars in a single night causing area podcasters to go oh man i actually really wanted to see that stupid christmas with a capital c i want to just <laughs> want to see that okay. is it is this one with kirk or picard i, I don't know it stars a woman and i don't watch those movies and the reviews <laughs> are overwhelmingly positive holding a 93 percent rating on rotten tomatoes with the only exceptions to the film seeming to be too much vagina and too much humor things that this podcast stands strongly for in both cases well that to to be clear it has a 93 percent critic score on rotten tomato the, the audience score is 56%, which makes it the worst-rated Star Wars movie of all time, coming in under even Attack of the Clones. For contrast, by the way, Christmas with Capital C has a 53% audience score, so it's about the same. <laughs> all right. Well, either way, there's some good news there, and I look forward to seeing it after my third viewing of Miracle on the 34th Street. <laughs> 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 and that's going to do it for episode 62. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. Thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Brian, Rowan, David, Dustin, the audience, Lincoln, Lord Chad, fourth Earl of Catsuit, Mikhail, Bob, Michael, Brad, and Jeffrey, whose ejaculations are so rich, they're getting a giant tax cut from the GOP. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. The Republican running to replace Paul Ryan is a literal white supremacist. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. It's true. He's literally be surprised. Literally has retweeted right. himself. Yeah. Right, exactly. Talking about the Jewish question, he tweeted, it's okay to be white. <laughs> what? Yep. Jesus. Jaguars are going to the fucking playoffs. Fucking Jaguar. They can't play against humans. That's insane. How will they? Yeah, it'll be it'll be bloody as fucking hell. Honestly, honestly, whoever draws the Jaguars in the first round would probably rather play against a group of Jaguars. <laughs>
That's how good their fucking defense is this year. Just Goodell up there saying that there's no scientific evidence linking long, bloody scratches. (laughs) Linking having your face bitten (laughs) off by a jaguar to later. We just don't have the data. We do not have the data at this point. And you can't say jaguars. (laughs) Large cat indicated (laughs) system fetuses. We're calling them fetuses. Maybe use a comma so I know what the fuck the clauses are in the thing you're saying. I know the word prole. I would have immediately known what you were fucking saying if you put a... Jesus Christ. Use one one piece of punctuation one time. Introduction. Y'all set? Yep. <laughs> you wasn't taking a sip, I swear. <laughs> All right. This is fun. Ready? Eli? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> he took a zip, didn't he? Yes, he did. Take it. I was sitting there wondering. Spike I was sitting there wondering. Like, hey, wait, like it would it would be the perfect time mm. to take a sip. How will he not? He will. He will. <clears throat> he did. <laughs> okay. Y'all set? <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Good. I was going by the quick seconds on the far end. Um. (laughs) (laughs) The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.